the Will and Woody podcast. Well, hey, everybody. And he's here. Wow, that's 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 amazing. Um, Hello, Sam. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good, thank you. Sam. <laughs> Holy shit. Sorry, I don't really know how to start What's here. What's going on? Uh, but before we okay. start, Sam, um, so I've actually surprised Will here uh, with you. Hey, Sam. Um in no oh, yeah. uncertain terms, Will oh, worships nice. you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a surprise guest. You didn't know I was coming? No, I had no idea. Um, uh-huh. No, oh, nice. I'm just seeing well, you for the first time. Uh, yeah. Well, nice to meet you guys. Pleasure to meet you. You too. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, Woody, do you want to take the reins here? I'm a little bit... Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Will. So yeah. uh, I have organized for you yeah. uh, someone who you... Uh, I don't want to use the word idolize or worship, but yeah. you really look up to this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You love the way they explain things. You've spoken to me. You, you teach me uh, things that Sam Harris teaches you on yeah. stuff such as free will. Uh, yeah. You actually talked about his app to me, Waking Up, which I use every single morning now. Yep. Um, but if anyone listening doesn't know uh, who I'm speaking of when I say Sam Harris, I believe we've put together an opener. As you may have just heard, our next guest is Sam Harris. And no, not the Sam Harris from sales. Author, neuroscientist, philosopher and podcast extraordinaire. To say Will's a big fan would be an understatement. And quite frankly, I need to be quiet so he can get on with his chat. Please welcome to the show, Sam Harris. Uh, So without further ado, uh, Will, uh, I give you Mr. Sam Harris. Yes. Hey, Sam. How's it going? Happy to be here. Just uh, one point of order. If you're recording this, what I'm seeing is a giant blank screen. The the speaker view is not populating to the the, the oh, main oh, frame. And uh, so I don't, I don't know if, if you're seeing something similar on your side, but uh, I don't know what you're going to do with the video, but you might want to make can sure see, you're, you're not we've got, getting thumbnails. We've got you. Yeah, we've got you, Sam, but uh, you can't see the boy, so I'll try and... Uh, well, I, I can see I can see the two of you that I can't see Joel, but I'm just saying that's okay. that the, what appears to be pinned what, what appears to be pinned on my screen in the biggest like it's 95 percent of the screen, and it's not something I'm controlling, is just a black field. Uh, it's, 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 is that, um, are you sure that's not something you you haven't got it on a particular view down your end? If you click gallery view down your end on Zoom, it might change it up for you. Sorry, I just want to. Uh, that's right. Make sure. Well, if if you if you guys are seeing something that looks good on your side as you're recording it, then then you're probably fine. But yeah, we've I, got I, for whatever we've got reason you, I've got no control. We've okay. got you full screen hour, and if that's you, okay, you, you Sam. can't see you can't see gallery. Can you okay. see? You can see me waving, but maybe just very small. I'm just a tiny. Yeah, yeah. Guy. No, I can see you in in tiny thumbnail mode. Which I, are we on the top fine. right, I can, Sam? I can hear you perfectly. Are we on the top right of the screen mm-hmm. there for you? You should be able to press gallery view. If you slide the the cursor up, you'll see speaker view and gallery view in the top right hand corner. Yeah, for some reason it's not. Uh, oh, hold on. Yeah, it just got covered by my. Um, okay, now now we're all over the place in four Great. quadrants. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's give that a go. Is are you okay with that? Okay. Great. Yeah, I'm just gonna move this just so that I am actually looking at the center of the screen more than. Okay. That's gonna be fine. Okay. Uh, great. 
Good to hear. Sorry about that. No, Sorry, no, no, I, just, no, I didn't want you to record a black screen. So that's it's it's. Thanks, mate. I, I I can I can adjust my brain to this condition. Great, <laughs> that's good to know. Uh, well, look, I don't really know where to start. I uh, I'm um yeah, my name's Will. I uh, about uh, seven or eight years ago, you um. I was very depressed and I, I saw a lot of psychologists and a lot of people trying to figure out my what was going on in my brain and um, I bumped into an interview, uh, a, a chance uh, podcast that you did with uh, Joseph Goldstein, who I know is a very good friend of yours, uh, called The Path and the Goal, which is yeah. sort of very much at the beginning of the Waking Up podcast when you started that. And um, I was actually on a plane with Woody when I heard that and uh, it just, I had a, just the way that you were describing what you were talking about, I had a complete out-of-body experience um which i know is not uncommon when you hear that sort of language um and it just rang a bell for me which i sort of began me on a path down meditation and um yeah i constantly use you as a as a, as a, as a reference point I've got your weight your app waking up as well and um really I, I i i've been thinking about what i wanted to say to you but i really just wanted to say um thank you because you actually changed my relationship with myself and have made me so much happier for that. So just thanks. Oh, nice, nice. Well, very happy to hear it. So, so had you been practicing meditation before that or not was that all. your introduction to not the at all. concept? Not at all. That, well, like a, a little yeah. bit, but not certainly not into Vipassana. And then after that, I did a 10-day retreat and then um, uh, then oh, yeah, nice. worked and now really, really enjoying the, the non-dualistic model that you're kind of um, preaching on the app. And um, yeah, it's, again, it's, it's totally life-changing for anyone that's doesn't know anything about it. it. It really did change, as I said, my relationship with myself. Um, and I feel like you're just kind of responsible for a series of very relieving moments in my life. Uh, after you read, after I read Free Will as well, um, and I don't, I don't know why I find that relieving, but just kind of not knowing that I am actually. Yeah, so, so some people find it anything but relieving. Yeah, so that I'll it's my, quite a polarizing topic. I'll, yeah. put, I'll put my hand up there because Will often talks to me about the book. He's actually given me the book. I haven't read the book yeah. yet, Sam. But can yeah. you sort of? If you can try to summarize to me and everyone listening the idea behind us not having any free will. Well, it, you know, a lot turns on what you mean by free will, but what I, I think most people mean by it is the sense that if you rewound the movie of your life, you know, if you if, if we rewound this conversation to a few seconds ago or a few minutes ago, we each of us could decide to behave differently. You mm. could think different thoughts, you could say different things. And so it is for every moment in your life. And this is the basis, the, the real durable basis of regret and shame and, and uh, for directed at oneself and, and hatred of other people. Because when you see people doing terrible things in the world, you, you have the sense that they should be doing otherwise, mm. right? And, mm -hmm. the, and that they are the true authors of their actions. Mm. Um, and a lot moves when you when you realize that this is an illusion. Not not everything changes, but some important things change. And, and and most importantly for me, the the psychological basis for hatred, both of oneself and others, goes out the window. But yeah. so the, the 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 reason to to doubt that that free will of this form exists is pretty simple. It's just that there's no account of causality that makes sense of it. I mean, I either your your behavior, your thoughts, your intentions, and, and your subsequent actions in this moment are determined by the prior state of the universe, you know, most importantly, your brain, or they're random, or there's some combination of, of you know, mm. determined, you know, clockwork 
and randomness. Uh, but in either case, however you turn those dials, there's no basis for the idea that you could have done other than you did a moment ago. Mm. You know, it's wow. so like the idea, like if, if I ask you to, you know, just pick a memory, any memory, mm. and you mm. just remember something. Right now, you don't. The first is this moment where you haven't thought of anything yet, and then just something arrives. You know, you think of of you know a conversation you had earlier in the day, or you think of a movie you saw, or but you don't. You can't think the thought before it simply appears, and you have no control over what appears. I mean, you just don't. You literally do not know what you're going to think next. Yeah, and and therefore you don't know what you're going to intend to do next or decide next, and um. And all of this, you know, makes perfect sense biologically. I mean, you didn't you didn't pick your parents, you didn't pick your genes, you didn't pick all of the influences that that played upon your your hardware to produce the, your you know the the very last state of your brain that became the basis for the next thought or the next intention or the next action. And so, oh, yeah. from the point of view of of the experiencer, from just you know witnessing what it's like to be you in each moment. You, it just I mean, just the, the, the conscious awareness that is illumin that is illuminating your experience in this moment. From that point of view, everything is just appearing. You know, every like it's just like the next sound. You don't know what the next sound is going to be, and it just it just lands on your eardrum, and yeah. you notice it to whatever degree you do. And you don't know what the next thought's going to be, and you don't know what the, your next feeling is going to be. And um, you know, meditation is a, is a a way of recognizing that and feeling the. The freedom yeah. that uh, is available when you give up this illusion of of kind of a, a self based control of experience. Now that's mm. not that's not to say that everything goes out the window. It's not like you know you become a fatalist or you you just have to. You, there's there's no role for choice or effort in your life. There is, but again, your choices and efforts are still mysterious. You can't know why you chose. No. one thing over the other no matter how laborious you make the choice you just mm. go back and forth between mm. you know should i have pizza or should i have pasta <laughs> you could you could you could you could think about that for an hour yeah but if you finally land on pizza that final decision is in fact mysterious and mm. if you land on pizza and then at the last second say oh no it's going to be pasta <laughs> the fact that 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 final pivot arose yeah. is also mysterious yeah, and I think the I think the thing is that what we we're talking about before initially was a lot of people would would see this as really scary. This you know this sense of freefall, but uh, and something that I heard recently, the guy that that wrote Zen Habits, which really resonated with me, who was also I heard mm -hmm. on the the Waking Up app, was he said that level of uncertainty. The the witticism, the Zen witticism is 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 it's like there's no parachute, but then. The reality is there's also no ground like you can kind of mm -hmm. fall back into that uh, um state where you, if you let go of the idea that you might be controlling something then it's actually quite liberating to watch and be and be witness to it and part of it ultimately rather than trying to control it which i found yeah. very relieving because cool. i wasn't feel, didn't feel like i was fighting something anymore it's just accepting that it was sort of part of me and and, and, and letting it be which was huge well, so much of our psychological suffering is born of this illusion of control and this feeling of resistance to experience. I mean, we we feel, you know, an emotion arise like anxiety or anger or or something unpleasant, and not only do we feel the unpleasantness of the emotion, we feel this resistance to it, and 
Mm. This um, uh, so so much of of meditation practice, you know, in particular mindfulness practice, is just a matter of of recognizing that that the suffering component uh, of even physical pain uh, is largely a matter of resisting mm. it psychologically. And if you can yeah. just if you can just realize that, like part of so much of it, I mean, take physical pain as an example. So much of the suffering is born of this feeling that I can't, ex- I, you know, I can't stand another second of this. But you've, in, ironically, in that moment, you have just, you know, withstood another second of it. It's like, mm. the, like you've already, you're already <laughs> experiencing the pain. Yeah. And yet, layered on top of that is this fear Reaction. and and resistance to to some picture of the future. Like, how long is this going to last? Yeah. And, mm. and it's. You know, it's already present, right? So it's like like you're adding this le- level of, of you know, you're, you're like the mind has become a clenched fist around yeah. whatever unpleasantness is arising on its own. And it's quite a relief when you do push through. I like to do ice baths, Sam, and it's a great moment when you exactly what you're describing. You're like, I can't do this. I can't. I've got to get out. I've got to get out. And then if you sit there for long enough, you get this feeling of just relief where you go, oh, no, it's actually fine. It is, yeah. And almost that euphoric feeling takes over your body. Yeah, and you um, kind of get to the mm-hmm. point with with in, in meditation where you, you sort of just start feeling feelings of intensity rather than necessarily being able to label what it is. If you can sort yeah. of remove that second dart, as as the Buddha used to call it, which is your reaction to it, which is the label. Um, but Sam, I really want to talk to you really quickly. I imagine this is why Woody's got me. Woody's brought you on here as. Um, I, uh, through the depressive episode that I had, one of the things, uh, Woody's my best friend. He's a guy I do the show with. And, um, he was really the reason that I kind of pulled through it, um, in a lot of ways. Cause we had to rock up and do this comedy show together and he would just look at me and be like, wow, you are, you are, you are not able to do a comedy show today. <laughs> so, so I was kind of lucky in a lot of senses because I had this, uh, you know, catch all clause where I, where I had to go to work and um, I couldn't bury myself behind a photocopier or, 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 or a piece of machinery. I had to talk and, you know, be animated. And naturally mm-hmm. that sort of developed this relationship between us where I would learn before the start of the day when I, when I was feeling depressed, I'd meditate and sort of check in with myself and I'd noticed that I was really struggling. I could send him a text message at the start of the day and uh, let him know so that he could, and then I could sort of tell him how I'd like him to interact with me that day, which would make me relieve me of that burden so that I'm not rocking up to work, sort of hiding this thing from everybody. So Mm -hmm. I I was kind of inspired a bit by your app coming out when Waking Up came out because you moved over to to the app format about a way that you just sort of grease the wheels on communication for people who are suffering with whatever it is, whatever mental health condition or mental illness you might be having, um, because we kind of all know that the, the way through the mental health crisis is, is is telling somebody who's around you but you know paradoxically when you're in it that's that's the hardest thing to do a lot of the time you sort of yeah. feel like a burden on the people around you um so i really wanted to ask you actually i mean that's that's what the app is share my mood is what is what the app's called and people can sort of tell somebody in their life in three clicks mm. effectively how they're going and then they don't have to go through the process of like drafting a message thinking about who they you know they're going to tell. It's just, it's very basic in that sense. But I wanted to ask you, um, I suppose, now that you're on here, um, in in your work through meditation and, and, and philosophy of mind and stuff, what sort of a role people outside the sufferer, I think probably the, the, the language I probably heard you use a lot more is the role of a teacher would play. But it, it, I suppose a teacher can be 
um, a friend or a family member or, or work colleague can play in mm. helping you navigate mental trauma, whatever it is, you know, if it's grief or anxiety or, or depression. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, one, one of the um, illusions that quickly lands on you when you're suffering is the sense that it's anomalous right that like you're alone in it i mean this is this is a departure from what is normal yeah and you see other people sort of going on with their or apparently going on with their normal lives and you've been derailed and this can be you know this could be from a depression or it could be from the grief of a you know somebody dying close to you dying right so like or yeah. you you, know, you you get a scary health diagnosis or whatever it is something that is that just um uh, throws you out of the normal day-to-day routine of just you know seeking happiness in all the usual ways, yeah. Uh, because that suddenly becomes impossible, and then, and then you're thrust into kind of more existential concerns. Yeah, that it, it seems like you're alone in that, and and it's just just a moment's thought can reveal to you. I mean, whether or not anyone around you is very good at at crossing that distance. Uh, that's another matter, but you can just on your own side recognize that this is, you know, whether everyone around you is experiencing this exact thing now, virtually all of them will experience something very much like this mm. at a certain point. I mean, everyone, you know, if you just live long enough, everyone you love is going to die, right? I mean, so the luckiest person, the healthiest person is just going to get one phone call after another finding out that people they love <laughs> die, right? So, like, yeah. even the luckiest person can't get out of here without yeah, serious... They're going to have something. Uh, a serious encounter with, with yeah. the mortality of others and yeah. their own sense of loss. Yeah. And you and, and it's true, and, and, you know, depression is very common. Anxiety disorders are very common. You know, substance abuse is very... I mean, there's so many flavors to this, but it's, it's, it's a... It is a very common circumstance to be miserable for reasons that uh, that are either obvious or not obvious but are 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 seemingly intractable and we're all in a very it's just a common circumstance and that can give you both compassion for others and compassion for yourself yeah and and it is it is just in fact the case that because most of us spend so much time denying all of this or or trying to avoid paying attention to it yeah that we're really we're not good at at talking about it especially especially when it, when it's, it's happening to somebody else yeah you know if, if if you know if your if your friend loses you know their spouse it can be very difficult to figure out how you talk to that person right yeah. like how do you like like do you you just you don't have good people don't have good intuitions for for how to to Navigate. interface with someone who's in a crisis and that's something that i think everyone has some kind of ethical obligation to get better at mm. uh but it's something that you when you're in a black hole you just have to recognize that yeah people aren't going to be great at navigating that mm. necessarily mm. and you still and the, the thing that's really insidious about depression mm. is that it is it is really the like the classic state where the things that would help you yeah. climb out of it are yeah. precisely the things you don't want to do yeah you've yeah, got no yeah. energy to do it's like mm. you don't want to socialize yeah you don't want to exercise yeah. you don't want to you, you just you, you don't want to put your attention on things that could um stand a chance of lifting you out and so it is it is very um 
it's very clever in that way and it is kind of black hole that yeah you know once you're once you're over the event horizon it begins to function by its own dynamics yeah mm. you just need the lifeline down to the down to the hole there to help you out of there and yeah and, and reach out um now, Sam, we know we do have yes. to let you go, Matt. I know yeah. that you've got uh, you're a very, very busy man. But if you do want to hear more of Sam Harris, yeah. see more of Sam <laughs> Harris, you've got an incredible app, Sam. Waking up, yeah. Uh, I know the podcast. Well, you. You've got a podcast with Ricky Gervais, uh, which has just come out as well. Absolutely mental. Yeah. Um, really quickly, Sam, how did that come about? A podcast with Ricky Gervais. Uh, we were just uh, having some fun phone calls. And we realized, wait a minute, this is, people would like to listen to this. And I mean, we're having such a good time. Yeah. Uh, let's just roll tape and see what happens. And so we basically re record a podcast oh, that's fine. virtually identical to what we were talking about anyway. I mean, it's just, you know, apart from some editing we did. Yeah. Um, you know, it was very much in the spirit of what we were doing on the phone already. Mm, and so cool. it's just a matter of, you know, recording better audio and, and, and seeing what happened. Is that, I mean, is that your relationship with Ricky, him just firing questions at you? So, yeah, I mean, that was, it's kind of the conceit of the phone call, but it's very much like what was happening already. So it was, it was just, uh, we didn't really have to give it too much topspin. Oh, well, apart um, from editing around Gervais, who I'm sure. Yeah, occasionally... Or just, just taking things out, you know, that, that we just didn't want to go public with, but, yeah. uh, you know, it was, uh, it was fun and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, our our relationship is almost entirely virtual that way. I've only met him in person once. Oh, that's so crazy! It's really been a lot of phone calls. Yeah, yeah you guys really wax beautifully yeah. on a lot of yeah. topics, and Ricky's obviously a super clever dude as well. So his questions are as funny as they are penetrating, and, yeah. and the fruit of that is is honestly a ripping chat. Absolutelymental.com if you want to buy and listen to Absolutely Mental with Ricky Gervais and Sam Harris. Sam, <clears throat> excuse me. Thanks so much for coming on. Mm. Um, Honestly, it's a pleasure. Uh, yeah, and on, from the bottom of my heart, I, I'm sure I won't ever get a chance to meet you. I'm sure I'll see you again, hopefully. But um, like, honestly, man, thank you so much for everything yeah, well, you brought into my great life. Great to meet both of you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the invitation. It's been a real pleasure um, having you. Oh, I've needed you a lot of times. <laughs> you don't yeah. realize that, but I've actually genuinely needed you. I think if well, anyway, there's a that, chat that that's Sam what has. what the app is for. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's great to be able to do it. He really guides guides you scales, every day. Yeah. It's amazing. Every, I, yeah, I, I I do meditations every single morning, Sam. They're just brilliant. They're seriously so, good, yeah. mate. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, if anybody nice. wants, nice. Uh, and the chats most recently with David White have just been, yeah, he's amazing. Oh, yeah, he's he's really so, wonderful. such good chats, man. Again, you got to go. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure in so many ways. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks so much, Sam. See you Catch you later, later, mate. Thanks, bye -bye. Sam. Thank you, Sam. Hear more of the boys on the full show podcast. You know you want to.